Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate demons this now. After what, come on! There is rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Financial bosses, God put those here to test our faith. That's a damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just... Drop sharp while I was away. We did it in illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane. This is mass madness, you maniac. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. Welcome back to the Deep Share Podcast. I am here with my buddy Shane Newsom again. How's it going, Shane? So fucking awesome, dude. It's so fucking great to be on the Deep Share podcast, like always. Dude, fuck yeah, let's get it. Love having you here, man. You bring a smile to my face when we're recording. You give me more life when I when we're here, I feel like. So it's 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 a good time. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Playing guitar and, uh, and shit, dude. Oh, look at that. Look, we already have a band in-house. This is great. This is great. <laughs> we also have a drum and like a snare to do like rim shots and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, uh the last we episode we did called Before Sumer, which wasn't just about Sumer, but it was, you know, jumping around to a bunch of things. We're gonna do more episodes like that where just going to be talking research different homework projects that i'm working on and if we could bring some guests in relevant guests that's even better and i've been talking to my telegram group the box saga english telegram chat um you know and please join if you haven't come bring your questions bring your challenges skeptics are more than welcome and encouraged to join but uh, i was talking in there for a while about getting some of those guys in here and talking to them and uh sharing some information that way and uh Lucky enough, tonight, last minute, I asked our friend Dustin if he could join us, and he's here with us now. Dustin, what's up, man? Nice hey, to have you. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Kind of cool. Yeah. I'm just an army guy, and uh, and COVID really broke my brain and uh, made me dive into a lot of interesting things. That's so cool. Ultimately, that, the box saga. Yeah, I was going to say, that's really cool that like around COVID, so in 2019, 2020, that area is when like you started questioning a lot of stuff is what you're saying and 
it's cool that you came to the saga that quickly because yeah, man, it took me 20 years. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm only 26, but like, <laughs> like I've, I've been in like in this realm since I was like 16. So it's been right. 10 years for me. And it's just incredible to see how many people are coming to the side of things, which I think is just common fucking sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No offense to anybody. I'm not trying to be an asshole. You're talking just conspiracies in general, just like, in, in general, and yeah. not I mean not even necessarily like the crazy ones, but like the logical ones, dude. Like, and even some of them, yeah, are fucking bullshit. But like, <laughs> you know, you gotta have a good bullshit meter. You know, that the phases Absolutely. you have to go through. And but yeah, dude, it's incredible. It's awesome. I like past... COVID was fucked, but I'm like kind of glad it happened. I mean, you know, can, it depends on how you look at it, right? Like from a, you can't say that at Thanksgiving dinner to like yeah. a bunch of normal people yeah. that are like, what do you mean you're happy? Like, yeah. no, you gotta understand, considering nah, but... it actually wasn't a real pandemic. In that case, you have to look on this other perspective of it. You know, <laughs> you know, it's it's like the past couple of years, we've said it and we've heard it a million times that it's really accelerated this process for people, whether that's somewhat intentional from one group or not i don't know it feels that way a lot of the time but regardless it has accelerated it so it's cool to see someone that you know really you know had their brain broken around the COVID time and within three years they're able to throw out most of the conspiracies that are peddled because most of them are kind of like uh you know for us that take the box saga and look at it quite seriously. A lot of the conspiracies that are peddled, many that I believed are cover basically. Wouldn't you, would you say that Dustin, that like, that's how do you look at it? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's like, a, I never really thought there was too much, um, too many things deeper about, um, uh, life as much i was just like let's just try to be happy and stoked and i just go through life like that and i try everything um and but once covid happened and yeah they're like take a look like wait a second what is this that has been constructed around me you know and um and you always try to go from what we're talking about right now and then they're like what caused this what caused this you know what caused this but mm. really the box saga tells it from the beginning so you don't it's like boom 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 you know it's it's a more natural way it's a, telling a story has a beginning and an end so when we tell history it should have, start from the beginning that's true we go backwards how how typical of our inverted society right yeah exactly <laughs> but you know from... just just as he was saying like uh there's a north and south like COVID was kind of kind of good in many ways and you know yeah, the other side absolutely. there's always north and south you know positive negative absolutely man duality so dustin tell our audience a little bit about yourself um I, i'm always fascinated by you ever since i started to get to know you in the chat it, dude like you're blowing my mind left and right the amount of words Appreciate and that. connections you've made with the language that and of course we have michelle there in the in the telegram to confirm a lot of it 
it's great to see <laughs> all the work and how ex how excited you are about doing it. So please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this. Well, before COVID, Michelle. obviously. Yeah, well, <laughs> Michelle, you know that it's one of the reasons I wanted to join the channel in the first place was to to find someone who can correct me because I'm, I'm like, am I going crazy or is <laughs> this like all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to like, but you know, I have a business, like whatever, you know, I'm just, I have a busy life a family, stuff like that. But like, I can't be blowing my mind constantly without some, someone like telling me I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah, someone dude. to check yeah. the, check the lines for you. you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. We've all, we all went through that. But it's all in the, it's all in the, the sound system, you know, in the box saga. But, um, well, anyway, I was, uh, I was, I was raised Buddhist. And uh, I grew up here in California. I'm still here. Um, my dad's side of the family is original Texan. And uh, my mom's side of the family's like uh, uh, Eastern European, you know. So, cool, cool. Um, grew up Buddhist. That's pretty awesome. It's like you got, yeah. you started off on the right track. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, um, it, it was all, it was never said to be a religion. You know, mm. they never, I, I never learned it to be a religion either. It was just more of like a, a philosophy. Yeah. You know? Just a way to live. Yeah. yeah that it, we all have infinite potential and, um, and you just have to unlock it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And did you kind of, uh, so your upbringing in Buddhism, did that really influence the, your perspective on reality or did you kind of come to that later on with uh, expanding your consciousness or yeah, what how'd you uh how'd you come to be such an insightful human being? Was it just Buddhism or what else happened? Honest, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um uh, I went to college, I changed my major five times. That's um, good. You know, and ended up just uh being fired from every job I ever had. Because <laughs> I always thought I can do it better. Um cool. <laughs> and uh and I tried to, and they didn't like that. So, um, of course, that's why you run your own business, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had no other choice. But to go right, dude. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I I think I was pretty mainstream, and uh, but I I did have like some kind of crazy thoughts about. I I always had this uh, crazy string theory of the universe. <laughs> Nice. That, and um, that that I never heard before. But um, other than that, everything was pretty mainstream. I, I was just kind of. Can we know, hear that? I I paid no attention to what was going on in politics or anything outside of you know the area, my circle, and and mm -hmm. things like that. You know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, the classic bubble, right? You know, your own interests, mm -hmm. your own people. So, like, but did you like? Is it was it it's your string theory pretty much just like string theory and like you hadn't heard about string theory yet or is it like this your own idea? Um, so it might actually work with my new uh, understanding of things, but um, it was that you know how they say it came from infinitely small area, right? And it exploded, the Big Bang, right? I always had a theory that all the uh, um, there's a there's a game going on. Um, I don't so know good. if you can hear that. No worries. <laughs> uh, that all the atoms were connected by a string, 
you can imagine it as a string. And then eventually they all start coming back and getting pulled back and they snap together and the universe just repeats that process. Dude, that's like exactly kind of what my interpretation of it always was. Now, how, I mean, is that- But they say it's accelerating at an expanding rate, which would negate that. Interest. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I think th that's always been my battle too, because I've felt like, well, it seems like the universe would be breathing in and out. And I don't, I, I it's almost like I refuse to believe yeah. anything else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's I a like, belief, but I like yeah, the old Futurama it, episode, dude. That was great. And the, the, uh, the reverse time machine. Oh, shit. Or yeah, no, is it only no? Is it no? Is it only? It was an only forwards time machine. That's what it was. They okay. could only go forwards. So they like I don't know. They ended up fighting and they hit the lever for like way too long, like way too far, and like they ended up just like, and like everything was desolate in the universe still. So they're like, all right, well, let's fucking flip this switch and watch watch the universe end, and uh, you know, everything faded out to to nothing, and then all of a sudden, the fuck big bang happened again. It was the same exact universe except for it was like fourteen feet lower or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. They, they, I so to get rid of like the, the time paradox thing because apparently like one of you will die immediately because like if you see yourself or some shit in Futurama so they took care of that because they're 14 feet higher so the time machine just fell and crushed them before they got into <laughs> it in the same time that they were first getting into it yeah that does kind of seem accurate man it yeah. does feel like it would go that way you know and though they fucked it up and they're like oh we got to bring it around again so like i guess that's why i was 14 feet it was like seven feet each time <laughs> so th that seems like it's like little Futurama. i'm sorry reality clues no i think it's perfect the, those little clues are dropped in by all kinds of esoteric writers and mm -hmm. probably bad people too yeah yeah you know <laughs> they always talk about how the simpsons was uh, mm -hmm. always predicts the future but futurama is made by the same people isn't it yeah absolutely yep. And no one really pays attention to a lot of That's this. That's literally stuff. what they, they literally made the future, Arama. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Time, timelessness, consciousness. Yeah, but you know, yeah. whenever people talk about the universe, you're, they're always talking about the observable universe, which is like, is like uh, such a small 10%? piece. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. or infinitely in, on, you know like it's a infinite and whatever yeah we um, have our silly terms like dark matter and dark energy which are just placeholders because they yeah. don't know what they're dealing with but i think it's ether probably isn't that your view as well like um, dark energy and dark matter maybe ether i ether? really like the box saga explanation of what everything is absolutely and it really, yeah <laughs> it really resonates dude and like uh like there's no other yellow star or golden star out there so they must all be reflecting our sun i don't know it just makes a lot of sense to me and if it's always been there and the stars are just little you know um well, the star would be yeah a star would be just like gas ice and metal which is all reflective mm -hmm. yeah that would make sense just like up out up in the sky but why yeah, are they in yeah. the same spot 
What you mean? All the time. Like if it's gas, it would be like fucking floating around. No, like uh like Jupiter being a gas planet. Okay. Okay. Something like that. Okay. So like Jupiter is also a star. Not a flat earther. I think Um, there's a way it's unimportant. And either way, the North Pole is the center of both of them. Yeah. Yeah, The flat earth or round earth model. Yeah. And I I think that's not more important to understand is like um the unseen sides of like electromagnetic fields and uh geomagnetic fields and uh cosmic magnetic like there's multiple different types of these things and it's a field right it's a space but it's whatever you know like there's so much i was just curious to what you think of planets are because i have no clue at this point to even what what to think like it's probably not that important but you know is are they are they like actually fucking out there? Or are they just magical lights in the fucking sky? Like, <laughs> personally, I feel like just as this. So I, I look when we can. Is the find, moon a rock or is it a giant plasma ball, dude? <laughs> when, when we can find their lies and how their lies are orchestrated, you can kind of use it as a Mandelbrot set and kind of use, apply that same methodology to other topics and see if there's the same types of lies there. And it's like, I mean, it's just kind of conjecture, but to me, I bet the like academic mainstream definition of things like planet and things like that are probably pretty close. It's not necessarily in the words. It's always in the meanings, you know, and that's what I'm learning so much from the box saga's initial uh, push, you know, that these words that we've used for so long the the words are still there and they're the same but it's the meanings that have been altered and you know so it's like it could you know planets could be exactly what they are described as on nasa's website but because of the context they can still get away with it like deceiving you know Uh, does that make any sense yeah yeah i mean i i look at the the tele i look through my i have a telescope uh a really cheap one and i look at the moon and i like oh and I'm like, those are craters, right? On this side of the moon, and this side of the moon has always been facing Earth. So how did the craters get to this side of the moon? Oh, that's creepy. Unless they would have had to gone through Earth to hit that side of the moon. Dude, yeah, they always pretend like it's our like a, it's our big big shield but what if it's like the wall behind us <laughs> yeah but what's crazy is the, the, the box saga says the moon came first it was before the earth oh see this is some of the some of this is the these are the details that i don't have in my head to just freely flow with yeah? so if you could okay. talk a little bit yeah, yeah if we could talk a little bit about that stuff that'd yeah, be dude, really that would... that'd be really good for my audience because yeah, i'm just trying i, I just feel that. like this is the one subject where I don't care how many times certain aspects of it are repeated on different videos, whether it's my mm. channel or other channels, Good because point. it's like the least popular topic in conspiracy theory. Yeah, you know, At and least that's over a here point. in the Western world. Yeah, and also, you know, talking about it is almost a little. Uh, in many of like the 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 shows that Jim Chesner did when he would go on, he was going on. A, a lot of different podcasts that was really oh, yeah. cool to be able to like go back i i discovered you know box saga after he already died 
you know. Yeah, like, me too. Uh, sadly, you know? two months afterwards. And, um, yeah, and I, I, I like really resonated with you know with um, how he spoke and everything. But he would just go ahead and recite the box, you know, recite the saga kind of thing right, as a way yeah. of answering the question. So it's it's almost hard to really word it correctly to get a really good understanding of it without like kind of reciting it and i agree and if you never practice you have no one to practice with it's like how do you do it and you know it's it's uh so it's a process for sure agree you know it's it's um important people do hear it you know and understand you know makes it makes things what's going on today how it came to happen gives you a much better understanding of what's going on so you can protect yourself in your own life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me let, real quick, because you brought that up, let me ask you your perspective on this. What you just said about the saga sounds like what many, many people say about many other conspiracies that it gives us a better perspective on, on everything. And, and my eyes are open now. And I'm not saying it, it I'm playing devil's advocate here to the masses of conspiracy theorists that think that they do have that feeling because of a lot of this psyop bullshit that they've been sold. Like the idea of ancient aliens, how the disclosure process now is slowly pushing that angle into their official government narrative. How it's starting to be, first it was Bob Lazar, just one sentence on Joe Rogan years ago. I think it was what, 2017 mm. or 16 maybe? He said, one of them may have been from an archeological dig. That was the one sentence since then it has increased in volume and speed in the official narrative and I, people laughed at ancient aliens for a long time, but now it's like, now we're really laughing. Sorry. Now I'm really laughing. Yeah, yeah, we are. But this is, this has become, maybe I'm the crazy one yelling the end is nigh on the sidewalk, but I feel this is a big problem that yeah. this is going to contend. I mean, they're creating their space opera. I can't remember where I was going with this. I apologize. Went I off know, on my but all typical I know is soapbox. all the government, you know, releases of new information seem to tie directly in with, you know, H. Biden there, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, re news releases. So, you know, the whole thing is just, like hilarious. But oh, yeah. This, well, the, the disclosure stuff. I can't remember why I brought that up. Shane, why the hell did I bring that up? Did <laughs> you say that? Let me uh, tell you. Oh, sorry. Let me tell you about the the box saga. What they say, how the kind of where the stars came from, and uh, yeah, please do. Yeah. So, um, it it all begins with the sun. So the sun is Udin, right? And um, there's a poem. Udin is a ring, and Udin is Udin's everything. Everything. Yes, and um, and Udin is the sun and it's always oh no Udin will has that always blew my been mind right there and always will be yeah yeah Udin has always been and will always be so Udin is everything right it's my understanding of existence and and um one of the things I love that Jim Chesner said once was I can prove it to you that the sun makes all of the life actively to this day, every day, all the time. You, I have on one of my algorithm feeds, uh, news feeds, it shows me new species discovered. 
Oh, interesting. My feed is full of them. New species wow. discovered, new spe species. I've just, and uh, you look it up, almost every country discovers 100 new species a year. Whoa. Are these, and now in every case, are they species that have just been around forever and we just haven't seen them? You know, like it's yeah, all, yeah. How can you know they've never been discovered? The DNA, you know, I don't know. It's all it's all genes. Like something right. came from something. Right. Always. Everything always, came always, from something. Always. Right. Yeah. Like uh, when it comes to life. Right. And uh, what he said is, you could take like you could take a glass of water, leave it out in the sun, come back in the afternoon, there'll be some green stuff in there. That's algae, algae. That's all the. Uh, uh, ground and trees nice breaking it down by yeah. letter back to the root yeah. language g for yeah. grund ground mm -hmm. and e for ek yeah whoa so cool. and ek and, and so tree. the yeah and then udin the sun is been shining always there always he always will and he always has Right. And I think in that little poem, it's kind of denying that time exists. Mm, interesting. Right? Personally. Okay. I'm, I'm putting my own thing, but um, that the stars, the definition of a star is a object made of matter of different metal, ice, and um, metal, ice, and gas. And that's it. And they're just out all over space. They could be hundreds of billions of miles away doesn't matter because Udin's always been so his light reaches there yeah whoa dude this is cool i like, I like so that perspective the stars are just reflecting Udin as well and so this is also how we they have come to understand the astro logi the astrology the osir, the true logic of the osir is that's Odin, Odin encoding his uh, the understanding of him in the skies. Holy shit! Yeah, so I look. Because you can't stare straight at him, you'll burn your face off, right? Right. You can't yeah. stare straight at it. I don't know why I'm calling them him. It's it's <laughs> everything. It's all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's 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 not a him though. It's kind of you know that's also important. <laughs> it is important. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's that's like some, one of the th some... part of the third Ragnarok there. You know? right. It's not some male god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is the only planet. There are no other planets. Um, the Greeks because used to call of the it... definition of planet because of the uh, root language. You know, X when you is one right, and plan is plan. So one plan. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like the definition of. I mean, how could we do it? Could we look up planet and see the very root of it and find where the silliness came in and it, suddenly it meant big rock in space? Or like, what does planet mean to an academic? Do you know? Uh, you can look it yeah, up, Yeah, I of think course. it's just something orbiting a star. But I'm talking like, an, like what would an etymologist who's gone to and college a certain size. You know? yeah. I wonder what the planet mm. etymology... I know it's definitely um, not going to say one one plan or anything. Yeah, <laughs> well, we know flat, er, flat, uh, flat earthers mm. think it's plain, but don't address the T. <laughs> oh, that's probably Jesus, the cross. There you go. Because whether they like <laughs> it or not, they're yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. That's the origin of the letter T. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Okay, so planet, late old English, planet and old astronomy, star other than a fixed star. Yeah, no shit. I need etymology, man. Come on. That's, but even that's... the Greeks called the other planets stars. They called them right. moving stars. And our explanation for that is, well, they couldn't see far enough to tell the difference or something, right? Mm-hmm. Pele, pi root. So, okay, we're talking Proto-Indo-European here. A nasalized form of the pi root Pele. Of course, oh, this they'll love this too. Oh my God, both my guests disappeared. I made right my here. guests. No, I'm here. I'm right here. And then they came right back at the same time. <laughs> They're reflecting one another. I was just putting my check guitar it. down. Check this you out. This makes it the, the word star. I decoded it in Hebrew. Oh, perfect. Oh, well, real quick, this is going to make things even worse. I don't even want to say this out loud, but so planet, perhaps it is from a nasalized form of the Proto-Indo-European root Pele, meaning flat <laughs> or to spread. Mm. <laughs> spread out but the semantics are highly problematic according to beaks who notes the similarity of meaning to greek plasian to make devious repel dissuade from the right path bewilder but adds it is hard to think of a formal connection there also fixed is another possibility yeah that's not good enough um didn't really even sound like plain. Yeah, so the, okay, here we go. The, I'm sorry, guys. This is much better here. All right, so all the way from planet, all the way back to ancient Greek, early Greek, it's a verb. Everything goes back to a verb. Everything is under the form of to be. It's always a verb when you go back to the root. Like, just like Durkasai, you know, dragon is a flying creature. But Durkasai, where it comes from, is to see clearly. It's always a verb. So we go back all the way. It's planistai, to wander. And we have That's plan. And so check this out. Let me keep rolling here because then we're talking plan at one plan and one plan of the one family, right? And we know that they are the ones that lost their home and have ever since been wandering. That makes sense. That's a, so, you know, um, you, that's for the word star or that's planet. planet. Planet means so, to wander originally from planistai, which sounds like Durkistai. <laughs> I need to which do the word wild. planet. But um, that's a similar definition of the word star in Hebrew. Really? Yeah, uh, it? it's, it's numbers. So Hebrew is not an actual language. It's math. Right, it's coding. Yeah, and um, and its number is two zero six one two. Okay. And that is a related number to um, the diagonal of an Earth cube. So if you were to take, <laughs> if you were to take, uh, never mind. I, I I don't think I can explain it correctly. Oh, you got to be right on here. the edge of my seat. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, right. Can I try? Yeah, Can I try? Try, Absolutely. dude. Try, dude. try. The Deep okay. Share podcast is a place for trying. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> By all means. Man, so. Minecraft. The, well, the thing is, uh, I, I kind of have to start at the beginning. Do it, man. Yeah. Let's. We have so, time. Let's go for it. Okay. 
So I was um, looking into radium and uh, the element. Like, um, kept hearing this, this uh, interesting things about radium. Um, one that it, uh, it's the most scarce resource or scarce metal on the planet. However, it is in all of the, the, the uh, it is in the water that sources all of the warm water currents of our oceans. Whoa. It is the Gulf Stream current is caused, um, there's like five times the allowable limit in one of the rivers in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, if you look it up, it's actually in all of our fruits. It grows naturally into our food and things like that. And so I was like looking into this element, it produces infinite, okay. Um, imagine the number of calories, a calorie as the unit of energy, right? I think you said earlier, you're trying to eat 3000 calories. You know? uh, <laughs> you heard okay. Me. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, all 8 billion people eating 3000 calories a day for one entire year, does not produce as much energy as one single gram of radium. Whoa. Holy shit. Whoa. That's like a, like a less than a bottle cap. How do I get a hold of radium, bro? I'm trying so, to cool. <laughs> you, so the way to get radium uh, is you can process one metric ton of uranium. There we go. To get All right, we'll just order some gram. Of of radium and my oh, conspiracy theory is because once i heard nukes weren't real and then all the videos were faked and i you you know like joe rogan famously played that had that one guy and they're going over the video and like a it's nuclear like a explosion and then like a car just shows up out of nowhere yeah, yeah. you know like things just don't add up the smoke's too big you know yeah, dude, oh yeah. yeah things like that and uh and i think they're actually want uranium to get radium Oh, Dude, these like cons! It. It's not fucking um, what's the pineal gland shit? Um, TNT. adrenochrome, dude. Oh, adrenochrome. Okay, it's not so, adrenochrome. It's radium. It's probably so, adrenochrome too. It's probably adrenochrome too. Okay, <laughs> this I'm I'm connecting this to Hebrew. Okay. 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 So this yeah. is fucking real, dude. Okay. So I found this book. Uh, I was searching in the Library of Congress, and I was just searching for the oldest times they mentioned like the first time they mentioned radius so i was just searching by uh date you know and like earliest time so they say that radium was discovered in 1898 by madame curie which sounds a lot like mercury yeah man okay and and there was they were mentioning it earlier than its discovery date so it was, had already been known Okay, so I found this book written by some Canadian lady, and um, and she mentions radium 130 times in her book. So I was like, I'm gonna get into this, and it's called Spiritism and Einstein's Theory of Relativity. Whoa! Yeah, I was like, dude, this book title's off the hook right now. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and it was, and um, and so she goes into. Um, you can find it on Library of Congress if you're looking it up. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, <laughs> and she was she was talking about Hebrew words and how 
um, like their word for this word called uh, unity with God is nine to the fourth. So every letter in the Hebrew alphabet also has a number that it's correlated with. Mm -hmm. And um, so like the first letter, alf is one, you know, and then it would be like the first nine letters. They have 27 letters, right? So the first nine are one through nine. And then the next eight are 10 through um, uh, 10 through 90. And then, and then it's a hundred through 1000. So you could, and um, anyway, so all of their words are actual specific number combination, uh, specific numbers, like their number for unity with God um, is six, five, six, one, which is three squared and then nine to the fourth, which is a ratio of a measurement of measuring fourth dimensional space and time. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Just like pi is for measuring a circle, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All circles, pi, right? Yes. All fourth dimensionals, nine to the fourth. Mm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then their word for star. Okay. So she was explaining how there's this measurement and I, I looked it up uh, and it's something called electron solid expansion max. And it's something that um, if you're measuring the size of something um, with its given properties, uh, you, it's a measurement of how big it can actually get given the number of electrons in all possible metals okay. or what all possible elements in that given space. Okay. It's something like that. And then, mm -hmm. and the, there's one, there's a number for that for earth and it's 237 and plus one is 238. And, um, and using that you get this specific number it's basically you get a shape of a, a a sphere or a circle in a square so you imagine like a circle perfectly mm. in a square it's mm. measuring the square okay okay, okay. of okay. earth circle right and it's diagonal so you imagine like in a cube the the the, the circle or the the circle isn't touching the corners of a square Right, and so you right. have the middle of the circle touching the middle, the the corner of the square, right? And that number, um, in length divided by two, is their number for star. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. And you take their number for star, and you divide it by fourth dimensional time, the number for fourth dimensional time, which is unity with God. And you end up with three one four one five, which is their word for God. What? Alhim. Oh no shit! So that is wild. They were just with their words alone, and um, okay. And this is how radium brought me to this: is because they did not understand. They there's people and there's Jews or people who know this stuff still to this day you know, these calculations and stuff like that. But it wasn't, um, and they knew it in the 1800s and earlier, it wasn't like some occult anything. It was kind of more, probably more generally known, sort of, by, you know, 
the priest class, I guess. Um, yeah. But uh, they didn't understand their word for man until they discovered radium. Whoa. And okay. their word for man is that ratio, radium divided, the, the atomic weight of radium divided by two. What is it with radium? I don't know anything about radium. Okay. Radium is oh, it's really the powerful. source of life. Okay. Right. Everything is named after it. it raw, dium. Okay. So raw, you got the raw there. Um, the sun god or the actually raw represents the moon, the moon. and Bogsaka. Right. The moon, the first, the firstborn sun is the raw. Yes. And that would still be more accurate because um, radium produces infinite light, heat, energy, and cosmic rays. Or, uh, I'm sorry, light, heat, it glows and never turns off and has no known half-life. No shit, really? And it gives off radiation. Right. So that's ra radium, radiation. Right, absolutely. Right. Uh, it's not uranium. Yeah, we we call it radiation, not uraniumation or uranation, right. <laughs> urination, urination, <laughs> urination, <laughs> and yeah. we can like basically connect it to radius, which is yeah. geometry. Back to math once again, you know. Yeah, radium, hmm. radius. Um, yeah, is, is this part of a circle? Yeah, it's all from Ra. I mean, that's the important part how it starts dude but yeah that's crazy man and you know it's, how does uh but how does ra relate to udin because ra is the firstborn son in box saga that's the title uh, so, and it does and that becomes what's that it does, it does mean, mean king, king yes. and queen and, and queen both. oh interesting mm -hmm. i didn't know that but what's yeah. also perfect is that you know there's a story in the saga, I believe, about Ra, one of the one of these Ra's, one of these firstborn sons wanting to like be his own, like start his own thing. And this was later. This was way after Ice Time. So and this is supposed to be Satan. supposedly is the story of the first sun god I, of. <laughs> I think he just took the title, but I don't think he was a Ra. Okay. Yeah. That. Yes. Uh, I think you're right. I think awesome. you're right. That makes more sense because he wanted. He was in a way like jealous or envious of the Osser family, probably or their yeah. importance in the line or something like that. But yeah, wanted yeah, to they... start his own system in Egypt, and that's mm. the story from Boxaga about this first sun s u n quote unquote god Ra. So it's pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's but usually guys... one of the kids that are when they make more than the like after twelve boys, they don't have titles for them. Right. There's they no don't even know titles. what to name them. So maybe it's like some of these kids, you know, like, well, fuck you, then, you know, I'm going to Egypt. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get out of here. You jip me, I'm going to make Egypt. How about that? <laughs> Hell yeah. So you said two, three, seven, and it sparked a sparked something in my brain. What? I was like, is that the room number in The Shining? And it absolutely is. Oh, my God. And I wish my friend David Charles Plate was here. Uh, shout out to David. He's on Sync Tank on Tuesdays on Andreas's channel. But uh, Shout out Andreas Zertis. 
he uh david breaks down kubrick so well and other people do too there's some people i've met through that same group that are all into uh kubrology basically it's unreal but 237 and the shining that's an interesting can i'll have to bring this up to him it's it's plus one with light light provides the 238th electron oh that's crazy and that is calculated in the electron solid expansion max. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. I've never heard and that that's before. the number. Yeah, it's all holes and holes. Let's go. Holes and holes, man. Holes and holes. <laughs> <laughs> Boats and hose. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, I also wanted to, someone in the, in the telegram, I believe, I can't, I think it was... It might have been Michael or Michelle. Um, I can't remember who posted it, but someone posted the 2022 report from the Lemminkainen Temple uh, uh, PDF. And I wanted to share that because this is something that I never had the chance to um, to see when I heard the news. This news article came out last year that a discovery had been made in the Lemminkainen temple. And I think I did briefly mention it on a show. I know I posted about it, but that was about it. But now getting to like see up close pictures and, and see just like the first words written about it. Uh, it was pretty cool. An ax head was found uh, in 2022 mm. deep in the temple. Wait, in 2022. Yes. Mm. And um, so this is why I wanted to do this because I barely mentioned it when it happened. I know I posted like a link to the article. Not a lot of people probably clicked on it from my audience because it was in Finnish, you know, it was written in Finnish. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to look at the pictures. You know, it was fascinating to see what it was saying. But um, yes, yeah, so we have a PDF of it too, which is cool. I believe that's the second one. That is the that the second one? one? And then they find one early on. I thought they did. They might have. You could be onto something. This is from twenty. This one's from twenty twenty two. But we'll. Um, I'm cool. going to share it, screen wise. Um, those listening, get on YouTube or Odyssey or Rumble, and come watch it there. Come see our pretty faces. All right, you guys see that? Whoa. So that's just the top. We got a lot to go through here, but yeah, this is the ax head that was found deep within the supposed natural formation of rock. <laughs> so if Inside it was a natu- right. So if it was a natural formation, which is what the Finnish Institute of Archaeology has stated and put, you know, the kibosh on the whole thing and said, it's over, it's done years and years ago. Um, if that was the case, what kind of natural rock formations just have 12th, uh, you know, 11th century axe heads embedded in it made of iron and not going like to lie, that. that looking thing looks pretty big. How yeah, it looks it was, like a, like a like a half of a pickaxe. Looks like, at first when I saw the picture, I was like, "That looks like a bowl." That looks solid. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a that... little spoon pipe, you know. So, okay. So the find has come to light in the excavation of the Lemminkainen temple related to the legacy of the Bach family saga. Description, axe blade, rusty iron, 713 grams located, location 
Sipu, Finland. Discovery method, excavation work along with emptying the cave's internal water. And I think I saw someone try to um, shrug this off as, oh, the, the water must have brought it in at some point. And this article totally destroys mm. that. Uh, discovery findings, relatively clean at the time of discovery, but some soil was cleaned off the top. I mean, when they say clean, let's just go back up and look at it. <laughs> this is clean. <laughs> All that sediment, they're considering just part of it now, you know? All right. Um, well, there's the temple. Just rearranging. Dude, I would, I want to be there like in the snow in wintertime. Okay. So cool. But yeah, this is all the water that they have to deal with before digging every season. Every year. Yeah. Or every season. They have to pump out a ton of water. Well, not just a ton, multiple tons (laughs) to get to this, which all of this, this straightaway that you see here. Wow. All filled with water. All filled was. Well, maybe not all the way up to the top here, but what I was going to say was it was all filled in with boulders at one point. Oh, wow. Boulders and specific types of rock and shape boulders that Eeyore described that they would find before he died. So he must just be a a psychic, you know? Again, natural rock formation, but just filled with tons of boulders as if literally stockpiled to cover something up yeah yeah there's a clear roof too absolutely oh yeah the bedrock they it's absolutely they've done scans well have they done scans here i mean i figured they would i never heard about the results of the temple they did it they did it from above that point um to where it was headed so they did it um right okay yeah uh, I don't know if there's a good picture of like kind of the whole thing back, like kind of at the the driveway part of it. Yeah, we got a little. Well, this yeah, is right the there. Best we got here. Yeah, yeah, they did it. They did it. See where that tree is on the bottom picture? Yes, right here. Yeah, they that followed tree, the They roots. did it. Like, yeah, they found, followed it around because it's supposed to be spiral. It's supposed to be a spiral, like um, a labyrinth. Right. Mm. It's literally like supposed the, to like spiral a into the or earth. something. Because wasn't yeah. it supposed to mimic and be like a kind of a uh, an homage to the holy, which is a vortex mm. through yes. the top of the earth? So it's supposed to be like a monument to that. Whoa. Yes, but the, 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 the pole, pole yeah. is created by the earth. Right. But this one is created by the osser. Men. right they were and that's what woman, i'm saying it was a, a monument. woman has never been inside that temple ever in history right because it's not because they had their own temples that men were mm-hmm. not allowed in as well it was yes. all equal before anybody thinks otherwise but um i was gonna say like yeah that's why it was a monument to the original pole vortex because monument. when you think of What's, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so we see that everywhere, especially from all these proto, that one looks like one. proto-Germanic tribes and everything. They were building pyramids all over fucking Europe, Ireland, Scotland. They're everywhere. America's filled with filled with them. Everywhere in the Western world is filled with pyramids. And those, of course, are a representation of the mountain, you know, the Holy Mount. Not the story of the Bible, but, you know, much more ancient. Probably yeah, Hyperborea and, and the Magnetic Mountain, which Saga, is probably the same damn story. 
yeah, probably everything's, everything's connected, but you know, I always say like, Hey, we can be in like the same room kind of doing similar things, but have a completely yeah. different story to tell of what happened, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. About I think at one things. point, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, and so different cultures will have changed things, but if it's the same origin that, I mean, you know, the saga is stories constructed in their words, like their actual yeah, language, like even if you say shut up about the saga then you just have to just stop speaking words that came from it. you wouldn't even be able to speak they, you know? yeah. they they call it a living language too the root language i believe no no english oh english okay. english well, is yeah english is the living language yeah of well we're here to tear agriculture. it apart yeah yeah agriculture yeah all right, so let's um, continue on here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. You got some pretty decent. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Dustin, keep going. If you were, if oh, I cut you. Off. I was just gonna say that rock is where, um, you know, the is the big story in the saga too. That. Oh that yeah, rock. the Etastupa. Yeah, and that rock is actually three of them, on top of one another of oh, different whoa. types of stone. Yes. Oh yeah. wow! You can see that. They aren't even the same stone. Yeah, different types of stone, and they were supposedly moved here by people, or put there. This was all constructed. This, like, they claim even the outside here. It wasn't like a bunch of people found this and were like, "Sweet, let's go in there and make it our, you know, sanctuary." No, this was supposedly constructed at one time. Of course, we're talking hypothetically millions of years, so I don't know. I mean, if what's under there is under there. What's said to be under there. Dude. I mean, dude. Well, so here's my question. <laughs> yeah. And maybe I'm just being too real here, too realist, but I, I, I'm, if, I'm they, already thinking, yeah. if they open that temple and mm. it is there, first of all, mm. somebody else knows that. That Yo, probably does. Well, that's one theory I have. <laughs> one theory I have we're is all... that someone knows what's in there and doesn't want it open. That's, you know, one idea. And the ones that don't want it open would most likely be the ones that could fucking kill or stop anyone from getting in there. But yet that's not happened. And I don't necessarily foresee anything like that happening, but. Well, there has been interference. There has been interference, but I wonder if that's only to delay the process because the world was not yet ready. Good job too. I mean, the saga has been out 40 years and it's like, what, maybe they're a doing a real people. good job active right now about it million you know? about a million a million which is pretty good but it means nothing when it when you really think about it you know yeah. but um so what i was gonna I say was ready like, for it to be open. that's that's what i'm saying no one's ready for it because mm -hmm. we're way too like mm -hmm. i i can't wrap my head around some of it and i you know even comfortably in the, from a western world dude's perspective you know but the thing is is like i'm not patient enough people <laughs> people tend to freak out which is so it's weird because if we're talking about aboriginal cultures or amazonian native cultures or any anyone and we're talking about weird fertility rights that they did thousands of years ago and sometimes in which cases they still do today in parts of the world and they talk about it on national geographic and shit and everyone's like oh interesting educational but as soon as a bunch of white European dudes apparently were doing it, everyone's like, this is disgusting. It must be fake. 
yeah i mean <laughs> I, I hate that i hate that taboo when like this our society as far as like sexual norms and things is so freaking distorted and messed up and yes. broken and yeah. you know like it's it's like but can you imagine the displacement after ice time being separated and forgotten about and then you show up with your old ways and <laughs> people are like oh, did you see back. what they were doing <laughs> yeah, but we can't go back we can't go back so that's the Isn't that's it, the we're point all I, earls now we're all carls yeah we're all carls no now yeah. what does that mean that that's one of the third cast, class citizens yeah we're the it's part of the cat the original caste system that that's all we are now but the, so the point of not going back is important to make because i think a lot of people are completely adverse to the very old school heathen ways of the box saga and of course that's typical and understandable in the western world and the modern world i think the point to be made is that no one's saying we're trying to go back there or trying to go backwards necessarily it's just we at some point we have to acknowledge if this was real and if it was then shit this is where we came from and this is what we we're it's doing. The best story ever told. Uh, oh yeah, and that's right, like, I never, yeah. I never even focus on the offering system really because to me it's not the most interesting part. Even though a lot of it's technically based on all of it, it's just it's still all the parts to the history that we do have is what fascinates me, and how yeah. people, even a lot of our friends in the in the Telegram will suggest that there really is zero connection to any of the history we're told. And I you firmly know, disagree. That rock right there that we keep pointing at is the rock that the grandmothers, when um, this one, yeah, they could they could no longer stand with the help of a cane. She would go up to there and and they would announce to everybody that your uka is, um, you know, she can no longer stand. So everyone comes and says their goodbyes. And, and things like that, and and she says what she wants to say to everybody, one on one, you know, uh, individually, or and then addresses everybody. But she has nothing else to say, and she falls backwards off the top of that rock, and and um, and she dies on the bottom there. And they take her body, and um, you know, they they burn her and put her under the family tree, right? But it's like that that's kind of beautiful, right? Instead of withering away of old age, can no longer function or anything like that you get to say your goodbyes to everybody things like that there's actually a beautiful story about that you know and that's a lot of what's missing in today's you know yeah well our taboos get in the way and our fear of our fear of death is paramount in everything i say it all the time man i say it to shane all 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 the time that when it comes to the really important quote-unquote conspiracies or deep hidden parts of history most people will not be able to go there because of their fear of death. And I, it doesn't seem to be a connection there, but the connection is that real history undoes all of their mythologies about what happens afterwards. Yep. Yeah, it's a poignant Word thing. to the to, grandmother. And most conspiracy theory, oh, I'm after the truth will not go there because they have to stop they have to get off the bus at heaven and and you know all these these stories that they've been told since they were children and that's unfortunate and i think that's one of the biggest roadblocks with the saga because shit once i found out about the saga it 
tore aliens apart for me and ancient Ooh. aliens. And it, that's what led me down that road. So it's like, either you're willing to accept that th these words are much older than the concepts you've been fed, or you're never getting out of the matrix. You're just mm -hmm. not, you know, language is the key in my opinion. Yeah. I think that, I don't know. I, I feel like the saga does a pretty decent job if it's approached in the right way. I think a lot of the problem is it's, it's heard for the first time full of opinion that kind of thing maybe it's yeah. here on this one you know like maybe oh, it's like right now you know but everyone should do some due diligence before speaking of it at all you know mm -hmm. and um and and try to listen and absorb as much of the story as you can and there's got to be an aha moment for everybody <sighs> but you know like there's so much conspiracy theory out there that it's okay like you can calm down and just chill. Listen to a story. Make it yeah, this yeah. one. You know, everyone needs to chill down, chill up a little bit. You know. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think my chill aha out. moment was Atlantis. That was the biggest aha moment mm. for me because I was already interested in the typical Atlantis mm -hmm. narrative that mm -hmm. is sold. And I say that a lot too. That even if you 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 think you're being a rebel trying to find plato's atlantis you're literally following the aristocracy's little fucking hidden history gotcha moment like it's a psyop it's literally like controlling the opposition you know they teach the they teach atlantis in school they teach it as a fable that's probably not true but they teach it nonetheless in academia so you shouldn't fucking believe it <laughs> it, was, it was probably a time period called all the land is ice <laughs> yeah so um anyway let's continue on with this article because it is really cool and we naturally got sidetracked it was a wonderful sidetrack though Absolutely. but i'm i'm loving seeing all these high definition original yeah, photographs great, from the temple photos. too. and you get an idea of what it's really like there and how big it is and how it curves exactly as Eeyore described before they even got there. Mm -hmm. What's <laughs> um, the next thing? I think it's a golden door or a golden <laughs> staircase. A golden door. Behind you have to wood. get to the golden door first. That's the next thing. Which Bruh, would be I want to see a golden door in my lifetime, please. You've and heard I, about, I uh, here we are getting sidetracked again, but you have heard about the in, the the carving that was found inside the temple walls, right? Mm -mm. It was a checkerboard carved into the wall, which immediately made me think of like, of course, I'm not connecting this directly to Eeyore or the box or anything. It just Freemasonry uses and Rosicrucianism uses the checkerboard black and white squares as very important symbolism. And so when you think about where those histories go back to and what they're connected to, it's eventually it all goes back to the secrecy surrounding the church and the heathens and everything that was going on back then during the wars that were happening so the crusades the templars all of it's connected in some way so, so you, it's just interesting the to know. checker the 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 checker um pattern was it like four squares yeah the pattern on the in the wall there i don't um, know if it was, was from that i think time? it was more i think it was more than four squares um, oh, I, I think that that whatever, whenever that was carved, it must have been way long time ago before the okay. temple was closed, that it was carved. Mm -hmm. That's what they suspect. Um, there's no photograph of it. I would love to see a photograph of 
the checkerboard carved into the Lemminkainen temple wall, um, just to confirm that it's there because it's not that out of place in my opinion, because if we're talking about the original holders of information, then naturally somewhere down the line, somewhere, someone who had knowledge of the Acer were involved with the secret societies. And I don't know, we were talking just about the old school assisted suicide, basically. And that is a controversial thing that's being, you know, from a conspiracy theorist angle, it's being pushed into society by all these Satanists and Luciferians. But it's like, well, what's really going on? Who's really coming back? Is it Terrence McKenna's archaic revival where the heathen world is going to be coming back? And we got Etta Stupa, which it wasn't just from Box Saga where they jumped off the, where they, you know, old people went off the, the cliff. That was, that followed into Viking myth as well. You know, they even had, that was like an opening gag on some silly Viking show on Netflix or a movie oh, or something dude. where like yeah. the old guy doesn't, he's like, no, I think I got a few more years left in me. It's like, yeah, dude, like, no, it's your time. No, he's going now. He's going now. <laughs> like, so that's that it's carried on through and, and taken on, you know, it's been adapted by the newer mythology. Awesome. Hey sure. fellas, uh, Andy, dude, thanks for having me on. I got to go word, but dude, Dustin, great to meet you. Hey, I'm going to listen to this episode to hear you guys talk <laughs> about the rest of the stuff. So well, Shane, it's as always, it's awesome to have you here with us. Um, and yeah, everybody go check out. I knew some, but I didn't know it all. And obviously you can also see him on horns up that is back officially. We're back. We're going to be getting better and gooder and better and all the good stuff. So damn straight. We love you, Shane. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. All right, Dustin. So I can only go for so much longer, unfortunately, as well over here on the East Coast. But I do want to get through this article with you. And uh, so next part, observations in the soil. They found clay, sand, gravel, and stones. And the soil after excavation uh, in the cave can find both large and small stone fragments after blasting, as well as gravel, sand, clay, mud, and water. Um, the object was found while pumping the cave out of water during the summer water has been used to clean the outer rock as a result of which there has been a larger flow of water inside the cave than usual. So now I think this is alluding to what Michelle has mentioned before, how they try their best to take care of that area as often as possible and try Mm. to keep, keep the outside of it like groomed and, and nice because, you know, it was forgotten for so long. Uh, Over the years, soil has flowed from outside the cave into the cave, especially from under the big rock in front, but not as deep as this discovery site. The cave contains soil from previous excavations. So findings at the discovery site. You can see how big this place is, man. It's unreal. So it was found on top of a layer of mud. Yeah, me too on a stone slightly raised from its surrounding with a sandy substance on top. Water had been pumped to a depth of about a meter when the object came to light. Okay. So it was pumped down to four feet and then it was found. So this is in the area that they usually try to take care of or it's farther down. No, I meant, I'm sorry. So the outside there, um, when they mentioned uh, during the summer, water has been used to clean the outer rock. 
I was just mentioning that I think I've heard Michelle talk about that, how they keep the outside groomed. And I think they're saying that that caused more water than usual to be in the cave at the time. But for years, water does flow in and out yeah. of there just because of the geography. Um, I think they said once they get to the door, it's like a flush or there's like a chamber before that, that you can like all the water can be flushed out. It's pretty wild. That would make sense and with so its it location too. It's right near the coast and everything. So they would have to do something like that. Yeah. Did you, um, did you see any of the pictures I, I posted about the, uh, the Lascaux caves in France? Oh yeah, dude. I love the Lascaux cave stories and the yeah. fact that it has astro theology and astrology and everything right there and yeah, not astro theology, but as astrology just carved right in there. It's yeah, but those, those caves also have water chambers mm -hmm. and uh, air chamber, air vents and everything. Almost like ancient irrigation systems and, mm -hmm. you know. So, basically from what this article is saying is that it was found in a location that the water never reaches. Which is cool. Location that the water never reaches. Or at least never in gets. In the rock? Is it? Is it in? Is that a picture right there? This of is like a picture maybe... right here of like the direct area where it was found. Maybe, and you said it was found inside a rock. No, it was found on yeah. top of a rock. A top of a rock. Right. But so the thing is like, yeah, on the surface of things, that sounds useless. Like, okay, someone put it there, but they did. And you know, the, all these guys were involved with like dating it and everything. And uh, yeah, I don't, there's more to that story, but just for the skeptics out there, there's much more to it here. Um, yeah. That's like a up close of it. Is that the end? I think they've written more, but yeah, it's big too. It's like, 18, 19 inches long. Um, yeah, it's possibly made of old wood material inside oh. the eye. Old of the wood. Axe. Yeah. So old it's not wood metal on the or... inside. Well, yeah, there is metal and iron, but on the inside, they're finding wood material inside the eye of the axe. Hmm. Yeah, that is really. So that would just make it an axe. It's like you stab a piece of wood there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like a modern axe. Just like the shape of it. So here's I'm not saying the, it is. I'm just saying it like X, that's what it looks like. An axe. <laughs> so they did. Yeah, they did turn it in, and like they got feedback from quote unquote experts. Experts. At so at yeah right experts. <laughs> at first glance, based on the pictures, it was difficult to date the object. If the axe has lugs, it could be dated to the end of the Iron Age. If it has stem pipe, the timing would probably go to the Middle Ages. We were asked to provide the item for closer inspection. At the museum agency, the handler stated that the axe blade was an ancient relic. This was indicated by the sparing use of iron, which could mean that it was made at a time when iron was less available. The handler estimated the age to the 12th century, but there was need for further research to determine the age. Since hobby archaeology and metal detectors are popular these days, there's a long queue for such objects. The estimated processing time was three years. So they're still processing that. It's still yeah. in the queue. We'll be waiting until 25. I mean, it, it, it seems – that's – I don't know. I don't know about all that, that one because, like, iron – I go metal detecting on the beach all the time. Yeah. And I find shit like that to 
that looks just like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Because uh, iron will corrode and like start corroding in a week. Interesting. Well, it says the expert respected the Bach family saga as an important part of Finnish cultural heritage. From an institutional point of view, it seemed like a positive observation that something was found in connection with the excavation. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's talk if like, like just there's on top any... of a rock. Yeah, that is that is kind of weird. Hmm. But like, so here's I don't mean my to question. Derail it the whole thing. No, I'm and just, I'm not trying know, to skeptical. derail it, but I think that's the whole point. We have to be. We have to ask. It's not even skepticism, really. It's just clarification. Because yeah. I, I have like an almost faith or confidence that we could bring any of these questions to Michelle or Ananto or someone that knows better than we do. Yeah. Okay. And, and they a lot can of the answer questions, these questions. Just, yeah. Well, a lot of the questions that they can't, don't answer is say, refer to the temple opening, you know? So it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff still to be uncovered. I just want to get to that freaking temple and know for sure. Right, yeah. and that's why we're we're all kind of urgently awaiting more information about the new ownership and like don't open the door. No, don't just, just tell us door. it's there. Just show us the door. Yeah, just, let our love it's open there, the door. <laughs> just cover it up and be like, guys, we don't we're not digging anymore, and it's all good. Okay, I want to I want to go over there and put a shovel in the damn ground. <laughs> I know, me too. You know, I, I just want to do some manual labor for that. Cause, you know, Jim was originally an outsider and became a very good friend, you know, and we're outsiders. Maybe we can, he can be the first one to, to stick the shovel in. Maybe we can be the last one someday. Yeah. Yeah. Doubt, doubtful. <laughs> yeah. I think that the, the people in that area really need to um, do it themselves. Yeah. Well, I totally, it's been preserved there. in that language. And it's like, mm -hmm. even it's there that I, I was like, really surprised they say that over it's like up to 250,000 people speak this root version of swedish yes and i've spoken to one of them i, I some of them have youtube channels they, yes. i don't know if they know what they're speaking or not but so they do some of them at least do a big contingency of them do which is really that's what mm. blew my mind because originally when yoke told me that there was thousands of people in southern finland still speaking root I assumed that he meant that they were speaking it without knowing what it was and yeah. they, well, you know, having their own academic history to it or something, you know, a hijacked version of whatever, but no, no, this guy contacted me like six months ago, a year ago, something like that. I have no concept of time, but, um, I, cause it doesn't exist. I don't want to say his name because I can't remember what it was. And I think it was one thing, but I don't want to be wrong. So I'm just going to not say your name, man, but he's slowly making, and him and his friends are slowly making a box saga documentary. That's mm. going to take them years. They said, because they're just trying to get Good. as many people involved as possible. But he's one of these people that speaks rude from southern finland and his whole family speaks root and all of his neighbors speak root and like it's all this thing and it's like what okay so that just changes everything that's not one eccentric finnish tour guide anymore yeah you know i mean just yeah. i'm always thinking from the skeptic point of view just for the sake of people that 
don't even bother looking at this or don't want to believe it or whatever. You know, it's like, well, look at that. Like, what do you do? I what was do you wondering, do with that? like, I wonder if, like, just having like that in your head makes it so the other issues in the work going on, that total chaos that's going on, isn't really, it doesn't really affect you as much, or if it affects them differently or something like that. I don't know. I mean, when you think about it, if when you understand root, you have a new understanding of every word that's being said. And you, for those that are like conspiracy minded, you'd have to start looking once again at what we all, all as conspiracy theorists think we've decoded based on Babylon and Sumer and Egypt. Oh, they're putting all this in the movies because of X, Y, and Z, but X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z lead back to all these handed esoteric histories. Yep. Back to poles and holes, baby. Right to hell we go. (laughs) Dustin, we got to wrap this up because it's getting late on my end, but it's been a pleasure to finally meet you face to face and shoot the shit about this. Happy to do it again sometime. Yeah, we definitely should, man. Is there anything else you'd like to to say or cover before we we sign off for the night? Oh, I just uh, I want to I would love to shill some box saga some more and just you know check out the videos. You know, if you haven't really dove into some of the other videos, um, the older ones from the do that, and that's it. Yeah, like the uh, the early '90s ones and stuff like that. The, that's the thing. I, I think I said it in the Telegram that at some point it would be great to have all of those old VHS tapes like <laughs> upgraded or remastered somehow. But yeah. I don't know how necessarily to do it. But maybe we could do that someday. Oh, but, you know. Um, also, um, Michelle did um, me. Michelle um, did say he was turn. They were ex- working on turning the Box Saga book into an audio book with expansion on many of the key ideas, and that mm. was from a video years ago. And I asked him in the chat a week ago or so, and he confirmed that they're still working on it. That's so good. That's so awesome. I mean, if yeah. they need so that I've been looking for. Healthy. I've been looking for like an outlet to to help support financially in that way you know like make some t-shirts and try to get some funding headed their way but i was gearing it towards the dig but i have no idea what's going on with the digs i don't even know if it's on right now or if they need money for it you know what i mean so this sounds like something else that's you know funding might be needed to help with something like that you know that's a really cool idea yeah i think think that's really great yeah, it goes back to, oh, no, you're good. Uh, I'm good. I'm sorry. Um, it goes back to, are we ready for the temple anyway? Before right. something like this body of work done in an audiobook, because that's how I learned the box saga. I didn't watch any videos. I, I, like, if I was a video on YouTube, I would just, you know, I just throw a headphone on and, and I listen to it. And that's mm-hmm. how I kind of absorb the whole box saga. You know, and and even reading, it just makes me sleepy. I don't know. Like, I don't like to really read. I'll even tell my phone to like read, you know, websites out loud and things like that. But yeah, that's the good thing about this is that for a lot of people that don't like reading or just, yeah, whatever, this is all in video form. Not all, but there's plenty. It's like the primary way to do it is hearing the sounds. You know, we're talking about an oral story. 
Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty big news when Carl Borgen wrote it down to put the black ink on the white paper, you know, it's mm-hmm. a delicate thing to train to, to bring forth and translate. Right. So the yeah. audio book format would be extremely revealing and extremely helpful, but yeah, before the temples opened after, I don't know. That's yeah. speculation for now, you know, but I mean, the temple will always be there, but these guys with all of the knowledge of the saga, right. It would be a shame for them to not finish what they're working on. And yeah. like half of them already, you know, passed. And it's, you know, I want to yeah. make sure these guys are healthy and taken care of and can focus on this. Yeah, man. You know? So Absolutely. I think that would be a good, good. I don't know how noble cause. Other than, yeah. I don't well, know how to support other than to know as much of it as I can for myself. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll be talking to you off air about that uh, at length with um, with Jock as well with you, okay? Because um, yeah. we do we are thinking about that quite a bit and how and what we could do. I think he's spoken to you a little bit about some plans he has, maybe, but we'll talk some more about it for sure. Because we are going to collaborate more. I think I think this is something that we uh, we can get a lot of good information out there by doing this. So yeah, for sure. It's really good to meet you, man. Yeah, you too. And I'll see you in the telegram, of course. All right. Peace. Dustin, thank you for coming on. Everybody, thanks for checking out this episode. And uh, yeah, please go check out the store and check out the deepshare.com because now it is up and running and official and stuff. And the store is there. You can go there and check out the merch. So please check it out and we'll see you next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats swimming together, cactus carrier. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.